Hello, and welcome to a jam-packed, glorious episode of the Tea and Grumpets podcast. The, I'm not even going to say it this time, isolating podcast. Um, this is part two of a one, two-part review that we started last week uh, with Mike and his Odyssey. Uh, but as always, let's kick it off. I'm one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, Mike. And how have you been, Mike? I've been wonderful, Glenn. It has been such a great week um, because I haven't really worked. It's been really peaceful. I've gotten to play a lot of games. I've watched a lot of movies, and I've relaxed. All things I'm sure we'll get to, but uh, life is good, at least at the moment. And how about you, sir? Well, uh, yeah, I've, I've had actually a very, very good... Uh, I've had a win, actually. It's crazy. Um, basically, my, I don't know if I mentioned, I don't think I did mention on the podcast, my beloved snake, Ember, who disappeared ten weeks ago, um, got out of the house, gone, has turned up. <laughs> Alright, how, how, how does a snake just escape, Glenn? A, why do you even okay. have a snake in your house? B, how, what do you, just let it run free, like, uh, with uh, no. the sound of music? The hills are alive with the sound of Emma. Like, what's going on here? Snakes are known as the escape, or corn snakes in particular, are known as the escape artists of the snake world, right? Okay. So, this snake, this, this damn snake, just vanished from a locked vivarium. And we went through the whole vivarium, what? trying to work out just how... This snake got out. What the hell is a vivarium? A donut? A vivarium. No, a vivarium's where you keep reptiles. Okay, that's why I don't know. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it got out. Uh, I, 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 I don't even know where to begin. It just got out and vanished, and that was it. I just couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, got out, vanished, okay. searched everywhere, ripped the house to pieces. The snake was gone. It wasn't coming back. Uh, I came to terms with it. Um, it actually hit me quite hard. I was quite upset. I'd lost my beloved snake. Um, and then last weekend, no, last last week, uh, less than a week ago, I am driving over to see my girlfriend, and I get a call very early in the morning from her. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, she's going to ask me to pick something up or something. Now normally I don't answer. On I hate talking when I'm driving because I hate just hate speaking to people on speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I answered this time, and she went, you need to look at the photos on your phone. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm driving, like, gave her a lot of crap. She's like, no, 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 you really need to look at the photos on your phone. So I have a look, and there she is. What? Uh, my beautiful snake is back. Um, oh. Very, very bizarre. What are these pictures come uh, from? The CIA? Like, yeah. who's sending you pictures? Facebook. <laughs> oh, I thought like someone had it hostage yeah. with a knife to its neck and it's like, here is your <laughs> beloved snake. You will never see her again unless you give me two rats to feed her. I don't know. Like, no, uh, yeah, no, it was, um, it was absolutely nuts. It was quite a heartwarming story for me, but, uh, yeah, absolutely crazy because she was back. She was back in my life. So that's wonderful. Made contact, went round, picked her up. Uh, I knew it's her straight away because she's got a little scar on the top of her head where she lost the scale. She's also got an arrow head at the top of her head. I'll put a photo on the show notes of her. That's very interesting. Anyone who cares about snakes. And it's made my year. It's the best thing that happened to me this year. Now where are you keeping um, her? 
Oh, she's got a whole new vivarium all set up. Oh. Two locks on the door. Okay. Everything is sealed up. We've siliconed in everything. She, there's no physical gap. Like, she would have to apparate Harry Potter style to get out there. So, which I, I do half suspect she did last time. So, folks, tune <laughs> into episode 50 when the snake escapes. I mean, episode 100 when the snake uh, escapes again, and you can hear this tale all over again. That's good yes. news, man. And by the way, it is episode 50, everyone. Well, not really, but we're. It's 50. Yay! We did it, Glenn. Aren't you happy? Uh, I, I am very, very happy. Uh, it's great news. We finally made it. We got there, guys. Everyone's happy. Mike's happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. The snake's happy. Everyone's I mean. happy. Yeah, the, the snake's particularly happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's happy. We did it. Everyone did it. 50 episodes officially of this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 50 episodes of this podcast. Um, <sighs> So we have done it. Yeah. I would just like to say it's been a very interesting 50 episodes. Um, we've been releasing, if you want to listen, a few old ones. There'll be another one going up with this episode as well. Hmm. Uh, we've been releasing classic tea and crumpets, and you can listen to us relax into the podcast as we go from being very formal and this is the topics we're discussing, mm -hmm. blah, to being a bit more natural speaking. And a bit more, um, I like to think a bit a little bit more professional actually. I used to think being professional was being prepared. I actually think it's knowing what you're talking about without sounding like you're looking up stuff and you've pre-prepared too much. We don't actually prepare that much on the show. We generally have a gist and we normally talk about subjects we're interested in anyway. True, but so that's a little behind the scenes. some listeners really enjoy this noise, Glenn, and this is just for one of our listeners. People like, love that. Now, if I read back to you what I typed, it's... But people do like the typing as well. But yeah, uh, it's definitely become more fluid. It's been more fun. And uh, we can just transition to much easier than now we shall talk about. So speaking of which, uh, yeah. transitioning uh, into stuff I've been watching and you've been watching. Uh, have you watched anything fun this week or have you just been too busy playing games? Ah, oh, uh, have I watched anything fun this week? Yes, I did watch um, a documentary on Netflix, and it is about Queen and Adam Lambert. Okay, I saw that. Uh, yeah, um, it, it, I, I was more interested in the Queen side of it because, uh, you know, anyone who says, oh, Adam Lambert's no Freddie Mercury, he even admits himself he's no Freddie Mercury, um, but like, they have got a guy who's, who's a good performer out in front but again no freddie mercury <laughs> yeah and i gotta man i gotta tell you um there's this cover band for queen right um and it's not obviously adam lambert and of course now the damn internet isn't showing me the guy that i want to find so i don't know his name it's mark martell there it is and he was in a band right so i got tickets for like five of my friends i'm like guys let's go let's go see him because he does the best cover of freddie ever if you haven't heard of him mark martell listen it's incredible so i get these tickets right so as we get closer i find out he's not going to be singing it's some i don't know homeless person it doesn't matter it's not the guy we paid 100 bucks for I call up the, the place. I'm like, I want a refund. They're like, you can't get a refund. I'm like, I have insurance. You're like, well, because he's not there, it doesn't fall under the insurance claim. And this and that and that. And eventually, I was out of money. I couldn't go. And I never got to see him. 
even though he wasn't even there. But, like, stupid story, but he's now touring, like, he did the voice in the Queen movie. Did you, have you seen that? Really? Yeah. I didn't, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen, um... I believe he did, called. at least, yeah, but he, he's just an incredible singer. But the documentary was decent, at least in respect to Queen. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was basically, it was nice to see that Brian May and Roger Taylor still have so much yeah. enthusiasm for being Queen. Yeah. Um, you know, John Deacon's just vanished off the face of the well, earth, yeah. and they, they do briefly touch on him that said he couldn't take it, he wanted out the industry once Freddie was dead. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was quite sad, actually, that you do wonder whether, did it really hit him that hard, mm-hmm. or, I, I think it did, I think... You know that really probably really hit him that he's lost a basically a friend he was with for 20 years and probably thought no more i don't I want no more of this um but it's nice to actually see yeah the energy in there and it takes you through some of the stuff i mean brian may he's he's number two in my book next to hendrix on guitar players yeah i have um i have friends that say he's number one you know and like i, I can respect that they're, they're all they're incredible could, you should know what he, he could be he could argue he is number one yeah. he really well could. of course that's uh, if, why it's so I think if you took away Hendrix's flash and polish um, you could probably say well actually he's he's sounding better than he is by um, doing the feedback stuff see I don't think Hendrix has polish I think he has soul I, I think the flash is definitely the there difference. you know like yeah. he's just playing from the root of his being you know and Brian May is like I don't know I don't know how to describe him I listen to more Hendrix anyway but like yeah, no, just incredible musician, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hendrix was like, you know, they, they say like about the whole thing burning out. That guy didn't burn out. He was still on top four. Well, and, yeah, uh, I think he burned out before, mentally burnt out before. Yeah. And the body just like emanated music as he was just an entity of whatever, like incredible, incredible. Just Yeah, it really was. It was like he was... He was channeling. Yes, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. The guitar. Uh, uh, yeah, still to this day, watching Hendrix is hypnotic. Yes, like yeah. that. You've never seen that guy ever again. You won't see another one like him again. No, and if I um, do, I wouldn't believe it. You know, like, right. I'd be like, oh, okay. But oh, that's cool, man. That's good stuff to watch. I watched a lot of garbage. Um, because like my brain needs to, I guess, just recoup. But uh, I've <laughs> I've been watching on Netflix Hangar One, the UFO Files. Now, um, <laughs> it's done really well, and like they state that UFOs are real as fact, which I definitely don't agree with. But <laughs> but like the first episode is about presidents and UFOs, and it's actually really fascinating. Like um, the reason why the Cold War ended was because that both sides uh, saw so many UFOs they weren't sure if it was uh, you know the U.S. or the other side, and they were going to kill each other. And I'm like. And you're saying this is facts. And, like, they have, like, the best voiceover guy in the world. They're just like, and then the Cold War ended because of UFOs. I'm like, come on. You know, so, like, episode two is crazier. It's about aliens being in underground bunkers. So if you want to switch your brain off and just be entertained, yeah. Hangar 1, the UFO files, is the most (laughs) ridiculous thing said with the most serious tone. And I find that super silly. So, uh, and I have two more. I'm going to shoot through the next one quick. I've started uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Glenn. Oh wow! What did you think? Um, I 
this is all thanks to a recommendation from friend of the show, uh, another one, great guy, um, and gal. They both recommended it. Um, it's, I'm torn. I'm torn because I don't watch cartoons. I, I love the premise because, A, The Last Airbender is like a little Buddhist monk kid, which, like, I love. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Uh, I think the animation, whatever, it's, you know, I can deal with it. But I'm two episodes in, so it's really hard to justify anything that I'm going to say. So I'm going to just say I'm going to try and keep watching it. My biggest um, problem with it is that there's 20 freaking episodes for one season. But then my friend goes, yeah, but they're 20 minutes. I don't care. That's a lot of minutes. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to watching more of that. So far, I'm very intrigued, and the characters are all likable except for one. And, yeah, I think that's on purpose. So, last, I just finished about 10 minutes ago, Looper. Oh, what did you think? It was awesome. Um, You you recommended it to me. I owned it. And then our other friend of the show, he... um, gave me a really good description and I'd like to read it because um, I think you would get a kick out of it. The way he described it is, it's the Terminator if John Connor was Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm not going to go into what else with twists and everything, but I liked it a lot. Um, It was time traveling with, like, easy enough, I guess is not the best word, uh, for me to follow it. Because time travel, as you know, Glenn, can be really, really tricky. Um, and I, they explained it well enough within the first five minutes that an idiot like me could follow it. And then the twists, the turns, uh, it was really good. One thing I'd love to just touch on is when something important happens in a movie, and I've only seen this with the, one of the Star Wars movies, and what they did that was so different than everyone else is instead of this big build-up musically, they used dead silence. And that was so effective for me. Like that, I forget what Star Wars film that's in, but like that is one of the greatest memories I have of of movies. Are just these something pin, the pinnacle of the movie, vast silence, just so you can enjoy that moment. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. It was good. Uh, do you remember watching it? Do you, Do you have any thoughts looking back on it? Or, um, yeah, uh, Looper. I thought it was. Uh, it, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it lost it a bit at the end okay. when you had the Rainmaker come up, and it's like, oh, he's this big bad. But I thought the whole whole concept of it was was brilliant. You know, you, you basically you have this fantastic life as a hitman, then you close your loop in exchange having this nice life. Um, no, I, I thought it was it was a very very interesting concept. Yeah. Um, I, I did completely just disregard the whole flaws and I just ignored every flaw in time travel because I'm of the school of thought that if you go back in time you ain't going back to that future anyway because you shouldn't be there so you created a paradox universe yeah um, that's kind of where my thoughts go with time travel yeah um, but past that yeah I, I thought it was an excellent film it's uh, Ryan Johnson who did The Last Jedi and yeah. Knives Out actually yeah. he did Knives Out as well yeah well um, I've enjoyed all three of them now I mean so mm. I guess I'm a fan. Uh, I, don't, I don't delve deep enough to know who the hell did what. Uh, I just sat back, clicked play, and I, I was a kid again. So that's always the goal. Yeah. But excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I even liked his Last Jedi, to be honest. Yeah. I, listen, you know my my point of view. I'm ignorance is bliss. So I'm happy with whatever I'm watching. You know, and like some things, I have a visceral, <laughs> guttural reaction to, which we'll get to soon. 
But um, <laughs> we had a, a couple of nice moments this week, Glenn, playing some games together. Um, we've been playing, as usual, I feel like we've played this damn game for the past five years, and I don't even like it. And it's Sea of Thieves, and I, I, everyone listening knows this damn game because they're like, Mike, are you ever going to shut up about talking about Sea of Thieves? Like, I wish I could, but like, every, we, we had a, a nice, I, I guess it's nice, bout with that. And then we played last night a game for about two and a half hours straight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Stick Fight the game. Stick Fight of the game. It cost a dollar, and it's the most fun I've had in a long time. Like, can you, how would you describe it? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's like a, it's like the most stripped down version of Smash Brothers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's literal stick uh, figures. Yeah, it's literal stick figures knocking the hell out of each other <laughs> with guns, uh, knives, while yep. everything is like fall, falling around you. There's ice levels, there's fire levels, and it's so dumb. But it's the thing is, they don't give you a chance to stop. So like, once someone wins, you get thrown into the next match. Or what? Once someone wins, and it's just you stop when you've had enough, or your sides hurt too much from laughing. So yeah, no, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun for what was it? I think it cost me the equivalent of about two dollars fifty or something. Yeah, and it's worth every penny. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, so we can highly recommend this. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it, and if you want to have just, just a little bit of fun, a little bit of, of a laugh. Uh, I would recommend playing that. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It, it's pure fun. There's no thought, just crazy moments. So that's cool. Man. And yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. Also, while we're here, yeah. uh, we've got to talk about the Steam sale. There's a Steam sale on for those uh, who are interested in gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a big Steam sale on at the moment. It's the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so what have you picked up, Mike? I've picked up Zooicide. Which is about... Um, well, we typed in to search for the cheapest game, and this is what we came up with, Zooicide. It's 49 cents. Um, okay. Let me just do it justice, because from the five seconds I played, I will definitely not do it justice. Uh, Zooicide is a casual team-based multiplayer game featuring animals fighting against humans within a playfully dangerous environment, uh, the zoo. Uh, and what I've played okay. is um, you are a gorilla and you take the baby gorilla off your back and throw it at humans. And then that baby gorilla eats the humans. Like right now I'm watching a tiger. Wow. Yeah. Um, if I could describe the art style, if you could call it that, it was painted by someone you putting uh, paint on their elbows and then just like crawling around on the floor. Uh, it is 49 cents, and I truly believe that is what it's worth. So that's the only game I've picked up. I have added some to my wish list, but I don't know if I'm actually going to be getting them. Titanfall 2 is $10, and I've only heard great things about the campaign. Um, yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, just a, a bunch of other ones. Pacify we spoke about, which is a horror game for $3. Lots of cheap games. Um, but I haven't picked up anything besides that. I'm thinking about getting Hobo, uh, colon, Tough Life. It's the Hobo Simulator. Um, mm -hmm. th th this just so much, you know. Anyway, how about you? What have you picked up? Anything, bud? I picked up all of Frogware Sherlock Holmes games. Oh my god. And also, uh, I got the Sinking City as well. They're, um. They're, uh. What's it called? Oh god. Lovecraft. Oh, Lulu got game. it. That one. Yep. 
I picked that up as well. Um, so I do love myself a bit of detective um, action yeah. type game. Um, yeah, no, uh, I also tempted to pick up Sonic Mania. I have that. It's very good. It's Sonic. Is it? It's Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sonic done well, uh, which is 1990s Sonic, you know? Nothing crazy. Yeah. And I've also gone, uh, talking of sales, I've gone absolutely insane, Mike, and you'll probably chastise me for this, uh, but I've just spent $300 on the collector's edition of Cyberpunk for the PlayStation 4. Listen, I just... And I'm not even, even going to open it. I'm not going to judge you, buddy. I just spent $200 on firewood. Uh, yeah. On freaking firewood. It comes with a statue. It comes with an art book. It comes with all this different stuff. A soundtrack is beautiful. The game. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not even going to open that. Uh, I've got the game already on PC. I bought it. What, what's already. the logic in that? At least firewood is useful. But... Uh, uh, it's just, it's, I just like having this stuff on display. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, God, if I, if I showed you photos, you'd see I've got boxed controllers on display. I've got boxed consoles on display. Um, on display to I, who? Emma? No, 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 this is it, though. Luckily, my girlfriend shares the same thing. Okay. And she does it as well. That's <laughs> great. You know what, Glenn? You need um, to open a museum. Yeah, this is what this is what I want to do. I want to open a video game museum eventually. It, it, um, <laughs> we talked about it last week. When you die, your kids are going to have one. So yeah, they that's will. That's their problem. Uh, yeah, I, I do want to open a video game museum. <laughs> my dream running it. Uh, be that boring guy come out going, oh, I see you're looking at Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, I could see it, man. You'd be a great curator, you know. Back in my day. Well, actually, yeah. yeah. You'd have the same voice, no matter how old you got. <laughs> and also, while we're here, I've got to give a shout-out to as well. Is there's two games on Steam at the moment that are on sale. Okay. Uh, one is Tide 2. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Be best. And the other one is our other favorite, is uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Ah, oh, great games also on sale uh if you're a fan of things like left 4 dead games uh that other one they made prey what was it called not prey um evolution evolve. yeah evolve there we go we got there through evolution yeah, we got there in the end. if you're a fan of basically four-way shooters uh these are the two games you want to be picking yeah if you've got if you've got an itch that left 4 dead has left i'd say get vermin tied to it the melee left 4 dead yeah i'd say that's fair wouldn't you yeah oh absolutely um it actually does a couple of things better than Left 4 Dead, in my opinion. I think a lot, to be honest. But you also yeah. remember, you need four people to play this. I mean, you don't. You can use two, but like do, it works yeah. best with four people. So, yeah. Yeah, there's good stuff yeah. going on. There's good stuff out there. We played, a uh, friend of the show, Kelly, uh, and I played Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes for about four, five, six hours. Now, Glenn, what do you know about this game? Uh, I know nothing about it other than I think we do own it. Okay. Let, let me give... <laughs> That's like anything. <laughs> this is a crazy game. And listeners out there, like, just listen to what they are asking you to do. So, okay. This is a game where you are a bomb diffuser. One person is the bomb diffuser and is looking at the screen. The other person does not have the game um, over, but instead has the bomb manual open. Bombmanual.com for those interested. Okay. If you go there, you're probably on a list. But there are different puzzles, about 15 or so. And like for one of them, 
I'm trying to think of it. There's so many. There are wires to cut. Let's go with that. And yeah. the, the amount of wires could vary. So it's like, all right, there are four wires. And then the person playing the bomb manual has to go to the wire section, has to find where it says four. All right, well, then you have to check a serial number on the box to see if it's odd or even, which I always screw up on. Thanks, Kelly. And then it, for every direction, there is another step. And another step into uh, by deduction, you both come to the same conclusion, take the appropriate action, and disarm that or solve that puzzle. Um, where it gets interesting is that there's a time limit. Um, there's also an, a certain amount of errors you may make before the timer basically detonates the bomb. And there, the amount of puzzles uh, changes every single time you play. So we have gotten past the challenging and we are on to the extreme mode. Um, well, we're almost there, we're one away. But this has been one of the most stressful in like great teamwork, in like team building exercises ever. Then I spoke with some friends and they're like, yeah, we just use it as a drinking game. Like it's just pure fun. And so like, there's definitely <laughs> different ways of playing this, but this man, uh, th this really gets you thinking. There was one where you have to multitask. Um, they shoot gas into the room while you're disarming the bomb. And you, every 10, 20 seconds, you have to flip it over and say, do you want to vent the gas? Yes. But sometimes it says, do you want to detonate the bomb? And you're you're just you're solving a puzzle while this is happening. So you'll have to say, "I have to vent." Flip over the bomb. You hit yes, but every now and then you, you read it as vent, and then you explode the bomb. So it is a lesson in um, multitasking, if there ever was one. At least on my end, I'd love to get Kelly on to hear her side of it because she she's a wizard. Going through these rules, these twenty three pages of rules, finding the right thing, telling the right thing, making sure we communicate effectively. So uh, I didn't think I'd like it, Glenn, and. Well, screw her. I invited her on this episode, and she said no. So. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, no. I, I know she listens. F her. No, she's a wonderful F friend of the show, just like all yeah, of our F friends of the cat. show. God, you're the worst, Cliff. <laughs> God. Oh, so, yeah, we've been playing a lot of games this week. It's been a lot of fun. And unless there's any further ado, uh, I'm going to... <laughs> shoot myself in the foot here and uh, leave off from last week if that's okay from you with you yes please do to give a brief re sure. a brief recap go where were we no, last week no, what God, was your mindset okay. for the last okay. alright last week we were discussing <laughs> on Tea and Grumpets uh, The Last of Us 2 and I had played the first six hours of it and the, the word that I used was masterpiece okay Enter hour seven and close your eyes for a minute and imagine transitioning to the worst possible thing and then falling down seven more layers of hell. Okay? It went from the most serene experience to one of the worst I've ever had in gaming. And that made me so sad. So after playing another seven hours, after being traumatized, this is a no-spoiler review, so I'm not going to say what happens. Then having a meaningful ending, then being destroyed and then mending it together, I sat there, and I didn't know what happened to me, Glenn, okay? Um, like, after we ended last week, it went downhill really fast, all because of one plot choice that these people making the game decided with and stuck with no matter what. Um... And the plot is basically taking a jigsaw puzzle, throwing it on the ground, then throwing that at a wall covered in glue, 
And that's what they came up with. And they said, you know what? No matter what, we're going to stick with this. I don't care. Uh All right? The game lasted way too long for the story they were trying to tell. It could have been done in half the time. Okay? This is a AAA game done way differently. Um, Emotions were really messed with. Maybe that was their goal. I was angry for seven hours after the first seven hours. Like, pure anger. I was playing this game going... Why am I doing this? This is bad. I don't like this. I didn't enjoy it because of your choice in telling a story. Then even upon reflection, after playing the damn game, it was not necessary to do what they did. They could have lessened it by six hours to to create the same emotional impact, okay? Um, I have watched... I have After playing this, I have gone online to just see if I'm the only one with this hatred based purely on plot and not on politics, which we discussed last week. And a lot of people, there is a whole hate subreddit, which I do not approve of in any way, and I'm not going to even say the name here, dedicated to this game, saying how much they hated it. Okay? Um, I, I didn't go there, so I went to the main Reddit subreddit, and it seemed that people had varying opinions. Most of them understand why they did it, but they don't really agree with it, but they still see it as an, an integral part of the game. Okay, um, yeah, even the ending was satisfying, but it, it could have been like viewed in a negative spotlight because of one plot choice. The rest of the game for me was a travesty, it went from masterpiece to travesty within one choice, and I think it was a bad move. All right, so that's my opinion on that. Now, upon reflection, and I sat for this on a couple of days just to see, you know, what the overall feeling was was it good? Yes. Did it invoke an experience I won't forget? Absolutely. Did I enjoy it? In a sick way, yes. Parts of it. Would I do it again after knowing what I know? Yeah. With New Game Plus. Would I recommend this? And I'm going to have to give this a T, Glenn. After a lot of thinking about it, I would, because you know what? It invokes so many damn emotions, and it still does, even five days after finishing this, that it's visceral. It's anger. Mm -hmm. It's passion. It's emotion. This game just rips you apart and makes you feel things that normal games won't. So yes, I would recommend it, against my better judgment, against being angry for seven hours straight. I would recommend it, because it is beautiful, uh, and I totally disagree with what they did but so what who the hell am i you know so it was a roller coaster man it was a real roller coaster after last week's episode i was like awesome i can't wait to finish this oh my god (laughs) so i also if it's all right with you we can talk about this but i wanted to review the soundtrack as well because that's the only thing i'm really knowledgeable about and even that music you know but any thoughts on what i just said because i've been talking for a long time okay so I heard a lot of anger last week. <laughs> um, Mike went from being, ah, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, to, oh, God, ah, it's like, he wasn't giving out spoilers, but he was expressing this game had, had caused a reaction in him. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, actually, that's, that's better to have a reaction and have feel nothing playing a game. Um, and I, I just want to know, uh, so overall, it's a T. Mm. Now, are you angry of the story choices they made? Yes. Or are you angry that it didn't go the way you were expecting? 
or no. was it su such a was it a one eight? No, it's Did they go up? it's uh, those are great questions. No, it, listen, I'm happy with them to telling whatever story they want to tell, but don't string me along for seven hours, and then completely do something that's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary for the storytelling. Um, because the story wasn't good after that. It, it wasn't meaningful. And they did tie it together beautifully at the end, but like that, that just wasn't fun in any sense of the word. And it actually like brought a lot of negative emotions while I was playing it. I'm like, you sh this is not okay. This is not okay. And like, if that's what they were going for, they accomplished it. But I don't think any developer says, you know what, we're going to have an extensive part of this game. The, car uh, the player hate what's going on on screen. I don't think anyone would do that. But but again, that's me. But it, I think they could have told a better story is what it comes down to. Was this the right story? I don't think so either. But then again, I'm not a freaking game developer. I'm some guy that plays games. So um, it was a story, a very polarizing one that uh, I will remember for the, a very long time. So maybe they did exactly what they set out to do. But it was not pleasant for the latter half of the game. So, would you, uh, if part three was released, would you play it? Man, well, now I'm invested, and that's a really terrible excuse. It depends on the story. But I know what I won't do again, and that's pre order this title. Okay? Because I got the bait and switch 100%. I, do, I feel like I got chipped. I feel like I got screwed with, and I don't like it. I will wait for reviews. I will wait and not read the spoilers, because they will happen again, but I will wait for the reviews. And uh, The problem is the reviews, Glenn. Everyone's giving this a 10 in game journalism, and all the players are giving it a 1. So who do you believe? That's why I took the leap and said I want to tell for myself. And now I can understand why it is a 10, and it is a 1 in some people's books. So, um, Do you think, though... Uh, because the character's lifestyle choices, you think that's affected people's ratings of it? Because, you know, gamers aren't exactly... Gamers are, you know, you either get people who are really, really understanding or these really narrow-minded yeah. dickheads. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, and that's the only way you can put it, and I, I understand yeah. that. And yes, because we spoke about it last week, yeah, a lot of people had a, pro a problem with the character's sexuality, and right off the bat, they wrote it off. Okay, but now there's a second problem, quote unquote, because I don't see being gay as a freaking problem. But uh, the story, in my opinion, like that is the biggest issue out of everything. Gameplay, uh, soundtrack, mechanics, everything. That is a huge issue for a game yeah. that's 17 hours long, that half of it you're going to be miserable or I'm going to be miserable for me. Again, this is me, but I'm going to stop saying that it's it wasn't good. It wasn't good in the slightest. I didn't care what was going on. I didn't care about the people I met. I just thought, it, why am I doing this? Like, I hope the ending makes it good, and then it didn't. So, yeah, uh, I've gone on enough about this. It, 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 I, I appreciated it for what it was after the fact of getting through the slog of the second half, okay? It's like, it's like an opera. A beautiful opera in the first half. You go out to intermission, you go have a nice drink, you come back, and there's a shrieking old hag on stage having a heart attack for the next four hours, okay? That's basically what it was. But now let's get to the soundtrack, Glenn. Uh, Go. Okay? The soundtrack <laughs> is by Gustavo Santolala. 
and Mark Qualey. I don't know how to pronounce things. It's mainly guitar, and it's hauntingly beautiful, all right? It's on Spotify. Listen to it even if you haven't played the game. It's all minor descending notes with this harsh, heart-wrenching twang, okay? Like, mm-hmm. the one of the songs will claim memories. The theme just sings pain, and the guy has musicality to uh, burn. Uh, it's like unsettling machine harmonies with quick crescendos, rapid repetition, ar- arpeggiated saws. It's like Jimi Hendrix concert, Glenn, on methadone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And let's keep on going. So the songs alternate I'm from... I'm just going to add it. Yep. <laughs> I'm just finding it. Hang on. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix on methadone. The songs alternate from guitar and machine... Uh, guitar songs and machine songs. Like, And there's just some beautiful songs in there. There's this running guitar theme throughout the album album just this arpeggiated pain and it's reiterated in subsequent tracks with variations echoes from like past memories and longing for remembrance now glenn i want to introduce you to a genre of music which i've fallen in love with it's called post-rock have you heard of this rocks over yes okay (laughs) and i call it depression music okay and it hits all the buttons the music's there it's deep and soulful and painful for those that want to listen to some post-rock um, God, there's one album I would recommend. God, of course I can't find it when I need to, so I'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, listen to some post-rock. Uh, Bear Mountain, I believe, is the name of the album. It's just an incredible album. Anyway, that is what this is. This is soul-wrenching, heart-crunching music. And it's like Pink Floyd ran into a, the wall and didn't survive. Okay? <laughs> so sometimes less is more... As with the soundtrack, and the, the game could have really benefited from the same. There were 28 songs that were a masterpiece throughout, unlike the game, which was like 12 out of 28, which is my final score for The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, it, it, but please, listen to that soundtrack. It just put it on and just, I don't know, sit in front of a fire relax this is like music to uh, go to sleep to you know that's what it's yeah uh, 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 no, i'll be i'd be up for that i like i like sleeping as much as the next person <laughs> i would hope so i mean we got to do it <laughs> you know there's not much choice in the matter ah <laughs> oh, no i tell you what though sometimes right uh i really do just love it when you're just like ah oh, i'm gonna go to bed and i'm gonna listen to this and you just lay in bed and you manage about two minutes of it and you're out you're waking up um Although, I always worry sometimes, and that sounds really stupid, mm-hmm. but I always worry when I go to sleep, uh, just what I'm feeding into my ears. <laughs> yeah. Really stupid. I know it's not. I'm like, I feel the same way. I'm like, should I really be watching Hangar 1, the UFO stories, while I'm falling asleep? Like, is that... Yeah, it's it's not good, is it? No. No, I don't, I don't know. Oh, the album is Young Mountain by This Will Destroy You. It's possibly my favorite album ever, well, almost ever created. Listen to it. It's it's depression music. It's the best thing you'll ever hear. All right. But yeah, going to sleep, I, I also wonder that too, Glenn. <laughs> I'm like, because yeah. I always fall asleep with the TV on. Like, uh, I've tried without yeah. it. I've tried listening to podcasts and like, I learn more with podcasts. So I, when I'm listening to it, unless I'm listening to like, I don't know, funny ones, I'm always paying attention. But with TV, I never feel like I'm really learning, or maybe I'm just not watching the correct things. Well, I know I'm not watching the correct things if I'm watching freaking Hangar 1, and, you know, but 
<laughs> yeah, for people out there, right? Anyone who likes likes a bit of a laugh, and um, this isn't me, by the way, dissing anything that's content-wise. Okay. But um, if you want to have a laugh, go on Amazon Prime and type in supernatural documentaries, because <clears throat> there is a treasure trove on there. People have made this stuff themselves, and like you say, they're talking about it like it's accepted science. Yes. Now. I love parapsychology, and I think it's a really fascinating field because I, I'm of the thing is, right, uh, basically, if I thought I'd seen a ghost, I wouldn't trust myself because it's just me that's seen it, okay? Mm. It's when it gets down to groups of people seeing stuff, then I'm interested more. But it's people treating this like it's actually pure science um, rather than trying to interpret what the brain's actually seeing um, and whether, you know, the brain has been deceived by received because basically your brain says input and output anyway you take in info your brain puts out what it thinks it's seeing so you can trick the brain whatever um but it's the fact that some of these people take this so seriously that i don't even think they're like this is a scientific approach and then they're interviewing someone and going oh so where did the poltergeist activity start and it's like well, hang on a minute there's a big <laughs> disconnect a there's a big disconnect there yeah <laughs> Yeah, you just acknowledge it's a poor guy. That's not a scientific approach. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you can prove, yeah, telekinetic energy as science. They're not being impressed to start with. But that's why it's so interesting, you know, because they go from one extreme to the other. Like we are going to use the scientific method to determine how to do this. There's a great one. Oh God, now we're getting to politics crap. Flat Earthers. Have you seen the documentary on that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, and, and the ending yeah. of it is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> when I just blatantly proved them wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great one. Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah. but, like, I, I don't know. It, it's something about the extremism of just going from scientific method to let's resurrect this poltergeist from these pile of rocks. That is fascinating well, to thing. me. <laughs> that's the thing. is People's crazy beliefs out there. Like you say, flat earthers. I thought flat earthers believed everything was flat but no they believe the earth is a flat plane what do you mean like everything like, like us like mars and everything oh. but no they believe mars is a planet no they think the earth is like a state like we're the only one light source over it. yeah and i'm like that's even crazier <laughs> <laughs> Dude, i can totally see you going to a flat earth convention <laughs> i'd be interested i'd love to have a conversation and wouldn't be mocking them i'd love to have a conversation with a genuine flat earther i have not someone who's doing it to be you know hip or whatever i want to have a proper conversation just to see how they've arrived to that conclusion see i have and again this was only with one person but there was no conversation that's the problem like there can be no conversation this was put to me as an absolute truth nothing you can say or do will change my mind and when that is presented to me I choose not to engage because then why bother uh -huh. you know that's not a conversation that's just being yelled at about what I don't know, you know, like that's not teaching in my, like maybe if they're open to it, like, you know, but I've yet to meet anyone beside the one person I met that's open to it, but it's, yeah, there's lots of stuff out there, but yeah, Amazon Prime has a treasure trove, as you said, of just the worst films you could watch. I watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes the other day, great movie, yeah. great movie, like just all these trashy horror uh, series, but I really have to search into the paranormal stuff you're talking about. Speaking of which, yeah. we still have to do Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, that is going to be a deep dive episode. Yeah. We're going to do 
Uh, I don't want to say an expose. We're going to do a conversation on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, um, we've we've hyped it. We got to do it now. I I got to read that silly book you said, but yeah. But the demonologist. Yeah. Uh, again, you know that they are without a shadow of a doubt treating it as genuine, cold, hard fact. This is this is real. Uh, I mean, it is their business, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and, sure, and like it's also fascinating just to hear like when you ask why, like I think that's always the pivotal question in my mind is like why do you believe this? And it's yeah, and it's it's interesting to listen to. I never get a good answer of well, this is actually you know, when I was seven, I was abducted by an alien, and then it's like there's always a story, and I'm all about story. If you haven't been following the episode like i'm all about story so i'm really inclined to listen to some kook go off on a tangent about you know that jfk like stopped the cold war because of ufos but he didn't because he was assassinated it's just i don't know your brain apparently is a a little more just a little more scientific than mine because (laughs) you like are able to articulate it way more beautifully but I, I don't know. There's something about the occult that, that's fascinating. That's just, like, so ridiculous. And at first, I would buy into it. I'd be like, oh, man, maybe, maybe, maybe. And as I get older and more, I don't know, grumpier, I'm just like, well, that's stupid, but I, I'm still interested. Like, <laughs> don't pass over me. I, I want to listen to your your insanity. So Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested. God, if someone could prove the existence of the supernatural, then, well, I, I, I'd be changing my career choice to science i'd want to be getting on that new field of science glenn every we've been waiting forever we're still waiting and my favorite is watching these listen i watch a lot of youtube and and five creepiest things explained you know and it's always shot with the worst camera on a potato through a lemon in a snowstorm like, well, if you pause it here, you can see a particle that looks like Abraham Lincoln passing from the mortal wor- world into the beyond. It's like it's always the most far-fetched things. Why do you think there's 87 ser- um, seasons of Ghost Hunters? Because they never find anything. They're always like, oh, did you hear that? That, that could have been the ghost of, I don't know, whoever. It's It's... There's something about the anticipation, and then when you finally see it, your brain goes, "Oh, that's possible. Okay, all right." But it's it's not fact. It's not proven. So, God. No, it's it's not. Um, and you know, uh, many 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 years ago, I actually went out a few ghost hunts with a professional. I'm using quotation mark ghost hunting group. Okay. I managed to get invited. Went out. Went to some really cool places. It like went to an old theater. And that's cool to see it behind the scenes. Um, but the general, the general vibe I got from most of these was they were desperate to see something. Yes. Uh, to the point of, I, I went into this old church. It's the oldest church in England. It's built in like eight sixty six. There's nothing. It's just a square <laughs> tower. It's a rectangle. That's a, yeah, pretty a much foot right. High. Um, I went in there and I had a camera and I was taking photos <laughs> and I had this, I had this funky thing develop at the back of the church and it was orange like an orange glow Mm. and it it was in a few photos um and what happened was we went outside and we took some photos outside as well and the glow was still there anyway i got these took these photos back and i sent them over to this group and i didn't tell them anything on what i thought it was i knew what it was 
but I didn't tell them what it was. And it was interesting. This is my own little using people as an experiment here okay. to see what they what they interpreted as. What most of them interpreted them as was someone kneeling at the altar of the church. Okay. Whereas actually, I'd already done it in Photoshop and adjusted it, and it was the light bouncing off the stones and just interacted in a funny way with a digital lens of the camera. Uh, as the flash went off, that's what you got back. You got this orange glow. Okay, so Glenn, you're, but it was you're, yeah, it was interesting. Just that was what their brain saw. They were like, yeah, it's someone kneeling at the altar, and it's like uh, my first thought would be the camera, but that's how my mind thinks. Yeah. Well, so you like to screw with ghost hunters. That, that, that's what I got from the story. <laughs> this is what Glenn does on his off time. Plays Sea of Thieves and then takes pictures and photoshops them and sends them into Ghost Hunters International. And they're like, it's it's a demon. And Glenn's like, no, actually, that's my left toenail that I photoshopped into, you know. Yeah, but but it is. It's like everyone's running around going, demon, yeah. ghost, <laughs> angel. It's like, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. I mean, I have a ton of paranormal stories, which uh, I'm not going to get into here. Does it mean I believe them? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it is nice to believe. It is nice to believe in yeah. a lot of things. Like, The Last of Us had a good story. Like, it's, 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 it's that your snake will come back, and she did. That's a nice ending, so. I'd say having belief in something is better than having belief in nothing. Is it, though? <laughs> I don't know, and I've debated with that for such a long time. But, um, yeah, I guess you got to believe in something, but, like, what do you believe in, you know? Uh, but this is the thing. Sometimes I do, I do think, you know, you have these people who have, like, like the Flat Earther Society. If that is genuinely what you believe, right, and you can stick to that and you know, you'd be proven wrong, but you're prepared to fight for your beliefs to the point you are until you are proven wrong. Then good for you. No. Um, See, I disagree. You know, you are wrong. Yeah, no. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, man. No. You know what? <laughs> I think that sticks can cure brain aneurysms, Glenn. Oh, my God. The, really? Yeah, there's nothing you can say that will change my mind. Is that good? If I'm going around to hospitals waving sticks at people... <laughs> Okay. Uh, a, I'll be I put in jail. Be surprised if you did that. Yeah, but, but I'm saying like, I don't know. I, I don't know. That that's beyond the scope of my brain. But no, I don't think. I, I guess it's good to have some gusto in your beliefs, but I don't know. Logic, for me, it's logic. But then again, I don't know if those two words can mean the same sentence. You know, but I don't know. I don't know. What do I know about anything? But. Yeah, what, what does any of us know? Watch, watch. Mark my words, Glenn. Episode 100. Sticks are going to cure brain aneurysms. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 100. I'll be like, weirdly, Mike's been assassinated. <laughs> 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 in a political killing. Yeah. He found us out at the International Stick Association for Aneurysms. Like, <laughs> yeah. Th this guy's on to us. Yeah. God, imagine that convention. Just people running around with sticks. And, anyway, that's we're so far off Earth. But I guess that's the point. Uh -huh. <laughs> Holy crap, man. But 50 episodes. Congratulations. And this is largely part to you because I do literally nothing here, folks. I show up and I talk into a microphone. And then Gled sits in a candlelit room and edits this masterpiece and adds in wonderful music and it levels. And I just show up and talk a bunch of crap about stick aneurysm. So, um... Yeah, it, it, thank you. You've, you've done good work, sir. It's uh, here's to fifty more, hopefully. 
and 50 yeah, more so listeners. I, I think <laughs> I think we'll do we'll do another 50 definitely. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to talk about for you, go Mike, is uh, I want to do your thoughts on a game you and I are both getting. Wait, wait where am I going? This. Do you know something that I don't like? Are the stick aneurysm police coming for me right now, Glenn? <laughs> you're not telling me. <laughs> uh, 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 okay, your, your hands are tied. Of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts on it? Are you still ordering it? Have you still got it coming? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Uh, it looks really cool. Um, it does. You play as a sh- samurai. I'm going to delete Last of Us 2 for that game. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why not, man? You play as a freaking samurai, and the setting's beautiful. I'm in for it, and I don't know that much, but just watching the gameplay alone, like, really, really uh, hit home. I, I want to play as this meditating, like, assassin. It sounds really up my alley. And I know you've been since day one all about this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, this is the thing that gets me about this game, right? It's crazy what they can still get out of this console. Um, like, to the point of it's, you know, the, the graphics they're producing on the PS4, they're still good. They are still good. Do you think um, Last of Us know, was phenomenal? Phenomenal yeah, and, graphics. You know, that's the thing is, if this, right, this is the PS4, it's the end of its life cycle, yeah? Yeah. It's, gone in, it's going into the sunset. Uh, what are we going to get? with these next consoles when people actually get to grips with what they can do um, because we're going to have some phenomenal stuff I think well, Epic, really Epic Games just came out and said straight up PlayStation 5 is the best console to, to develop on it's incredible it's going to be the future of gaming so I don't know but I want to touch on last week when I said will this be well you asked will this be the proper send off to the PS4 uh, The Last of Us 2 and God it's, it's a send off it's sending it off at a flaming fury, but uh, <laughs> at least for me, it's it's definitely never going to forget. But Ghost of Tsushima, I can't even say the damn name. Um, I, I'm really hoping that is a proper send off. You know, it's it's like the Undertaker in wrestling. I, I know that's a far leap. Mm-hmm. Just one more game, just one more match. That's going to be perfect. You know, and like, will Ghost of Tsushima be that game? I sure hope so because. Dumpster Fire Last of Us 2 left a sour taste in my mouth. And I don't want to remember this console cycle uh, with that game. I really don't. So I'm really hoping this is going to be the, the one. And I that's the last chance we have. So I, I'm with you on that. I do kind of hope as well that this is the um, the last hurrah of the actual, the actual console. Um, you know, PlayStation has been pretty much uh, I would say the dominant console for this generation hands down um, you and I did sit once try and work out at what point Xbox lost it um, year one day one yeah. with, the, the, with the freaking connect but still sitting there doing nothing yeah they, they really did just it's bad marketing I, man yeah no, so. I, I don't. I don't even know what actually happened. But it doesn't matter. They fine. have another shot. Let's give them another shot. You know, I mean, the cost of investment is steep at the beginning, but then they have enough chances. It's not like they've given up. 
they have more than enough chances to come out swinging and give us several experiences that we'll remember. I just hope yep. that the next console cycle isn't littered with games we can play on both systems. I mean, which is fine, but like no unique properties. Although some have shown already multiple unique games, none of them are appealing based on what we okay. saw. You know, so I, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And I, I think you agree, you know, nothing great comes within the first year of a console. Within the first year, there's no groundbreaking games. You got to give it a little bit of time. It's like a really, really, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like planting a garden, Glenn. Okay, you have the seeds, and it takes a long time for everything to grow, and you know everything to work in its own little ecosystem. And that's how I feel that these consoles are. You know, there, there's this, I guess, dirt <laughs> that is the console, and what they put into it. You know, depends if it grows or dies. So that's really on them. We'll see what they do. But I'm with you. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think so. Um, I don't want to go on too much anymore about uh, the future because we're going to have a lot to talk about when they do actually come around. Um, but just to give you some brief thoughts on uh, the new games coming out, Mike, do you think we're going to be seeing... Well, okay, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Uh, day one, Xbox, PlayStation, they're probably going to be the same release window-ish. Mm -hmm. um, what's going to be the big exclusive title that comes out with both, each one? Grand Theft Auto. Better Skyrim. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, go I'm jumping in with Blind Faith, which always lets me down. But it's a console. Day one, I know I'm not getting anything groundbreaking, but there's nothing better for me. <laughs> it's such an ego thing to say, but like having the new console, sitting in front of it, turning it on, and playing something I've never played. You know, granted, it could be like the worst game ever, like it was on the last uh, cycle with this little uh, spaceship game that looked like a two-year-old made it, but I'm like, gosh darn it, that this new console is fantastic, even though I'm playing a game in 1D right now. But yeah. that's just a really good feeling, so I don't know. Do you have any day one titles that you're looking forward to, or like decision-breaking um, games? I'm hoping, I'm hoping Horizon Zero Dawn launches with it. Okay. Uh, the new Horizon game. I See, if it did, uh, I would I buy it. God, that's how bad it, it is for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm also hoping that they do stick to their word and PlayStation 5 can literally be swapped out on PlayStation 4 and I can play anything PlayStation 4 on it. Yeah. They, but we will see. Oh, they will. We'll it, have to it's see. Backwards compatible. That's been in this console cycle, so definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's exciting. I imagine, yeah, that and maybe Halo 6 will be out. I mean, I've got to get through the other Halos first. Dude, that... <laughs> I, I can't tell you that is definitely my number one franchise. You know, like, and I don't know why because the the, the main hero you don't know nothing about, <laughs> but like you do eventually. But it, it's a great series that I recommend you to just sit down and play, and it's a wild ride. So, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, I need to get over this thing. If I've got so many games to play, it puts me off. Yeah, That's the problem I have. Um, well, I'm tearing through Dark Souls, and I'm thoroughly enjoying Dark Souls. Yeah, and that, that I find mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Yeah. You're just a sick human being. I, I think I'm, I am. Lo I love the minimalism of it, to be honest. Yeah, dying? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of dying in those games. Yeah, the, yeah there really is. Um, but no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great game. I aesthetically love it as well. Love the atmosphere of it. Um, 
This is like the most but brutal it, it game does, ever created. Yeah, it does have this feeling of dread when you play it, that's the thing. I think you need a, um, a hit on the head with the aneurysm stick, alright? I probably do. <laughs> you're, you're probably you're probably right there. Um, oh my but yeah, God. it's uh, a thoroughly enjoying the Dark Souls game. Well, I want a damn uh, review when you're done with them. Or, yeah. or when you're done with one. If you get through one, Glenn, I will be very impressed. Very impressed. Right. And that's not a challenge. I'm just... And listen, if you drop out, total respect that you're even getting through it. Because I lasted three, four hours, six hours, somewhere around there. And I'm like, you know what? Mentally, I can't do this. So... Um, okay. Yeah. No, uh, you can do yeah, it. It's, I believe in you. They are they are difficult games. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, um, and that's a whole nother thing we should really talk about. Like, what constitutes difficult? Like, The Last of Us was a really difficult game to get through, but not because of the the mechanics, because of the damn plot. Dark Souls is a really difficult game to get through because of the mechanics and and the unforgiving nature of it. So I think that would be an interesting. Conversation. Yeah, but. I think I think that would as well. No. Uh, I do wonder whether, you know, the whole uh, Dark Souls appealing to me is because it's like stupidly hard in Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. In whatever it is, like probably in, what it is. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, but good on that you. It's probably what it is. But uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 absolutely. I am thoroughly enjoying. I'm tearing through them. I can't wait to finish this one again. The second one and then the third one. And then I've got Bloodborne as well. Oh, that's... Uh, God bless you, because that... Did... Tucked away on a shelf. Um, yeah. So, that is uh, my plans. Nice. Yeah, I have uh, I have none. I'm just looking forward to whatever comes my way. So, uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode, because it'll be an interesting one. It'll be a fun one. So, but for 50, pretty, thank you, listeners. Thank you to yes. the, the whole bunch of you, and you know who you are, and we love you, and we really appreciate hearing that you listen. You know, uh, you might not always agree, but you listen, and you let us know that you're listening, and that's really uh, something special, and I'm grateful. And Absolutely. It's I don't want people listening to agree with me all the time. It'd be boring. Very true. <laughs> Good point, you know? And, like, a lot of these listeners are a lot smarter on a lot of the topics that I talk about, so I appreciate them. But, Absolutely. Um, no, it, and it couldn't... I mean, it could go on without them. Let's be real here. It really could, because, like, we, we're we self, selfish human beings, and we started this for ourselves, but we are so grateful <laughs> that you are here. Yeah. Do you know what gets me right? Yeah. And, uh, I noticed this with other podcasts. Is they're doing the whole ah oh, subscribe to Patreon, subscribe to this or the show. You know, you oh, keep yeah. the show free, and you're like, what the hell are your costs? Yeah, like that's what I'm asking. All the oh, you really keep the lights on, listeners. It's like, really, like what are you doing with your podcast? That's so damn expensive. Like, yeah. I bought a freaking microphone. I have a headset. I downloaded a free program, and, I, and we're recording. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you you have to subscribe to our Patreon so I can keep the lights on is really what they're saying. It's like, no, they, I don't know. For me, this has always been about fun. This has always been about, hey, there's this British guy I've never met in my life. We get along and, hey, we should talk about things. We seem to have varying opinions on things and people might listen to it one day. Look, episode 50, we have a couple of listeners. And I think that's just the coolest freaking thing for a freaking guy in the middle of nowhere and a guy across the pond. So, yeah, yeah, man, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful to all you people out there and to you, Glenn, and to Kelly and all the friends of the show. So, yeah, let's, not, let's, not, let's not invoke her name. 
<laughs> You're the worst. Oh god. Anyway, I'll give her. Uh, I'll, I'll rather stream than come on the podcast again. Fair enough. Listen, live yeah. your life. She, she, all of them, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I say this as if I'm gonna die. Maybe I am, thanks to you know my uh, conspiracy theory. But time will tell, folks. So. Yep. And this is where we announce on episode fifty we're rebooting the show, <laughs> starting number one again. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh. God. Uh, but for this week, I have been Glenn, and I have been Mike. And you can, of course, reach us on Twitter at tgrumpetspod. Email us tgrumpetspod at gmail.com. Please reach out, say hi, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.